0: Praise the Lord. Oh, it's so good to celebrate the new year together. Hey, uh, welcome to FJ and welcome to 2017. Uh, We are, we're testing out, we're testing out a new mic to see if we want to keep it for uh, when we move into the new premises. So uh, if this looks a little bit, it feels a little bit weird saying hi to people with a mic on my face, but hopefully we will see if this works um, or not. It's been, a, it's been a great year already, um, you know, in all, I don't know, 10 hours of, 11 hours of it. Uh, I'm so glad that so many of you uh, came here today to celebrate 2017 together. You know, the last time we were here, it feels like a year ago, um, and we had our Christmas service, and I don't know if you know this, but we did a video at the end of the service, I think you know, we did the proper thing, and... And then for an hour later, our staff team and Ivan took turns vacuuming <laughs> vacuuming the sanctuary. But we had, we posted that on um, our website, our Facebook website, and we have had over 3,000 people watch that uh, online. And so, you know, it was really, really great to sort of share the joy um, around. Uh, This year, we're kicking off with our series called "Fruitful, Fruitful," and oh, here we go! You know, I don't know if you, if you know, um, if you're wondering, you know, what will 2017 bring? Will the year be a yummy, tasty fruit full of goodness? and health, and, and nutrition. I thought since we're beginning this series on, on fruitfulness and we're doing you know, fruits, maybe for one person here during the service, you could eat a fruit. <laughs> I could bless you with the fruitfulness of this. So who would like, oh my goodness, cool, first hand, see, <laughs> you gotta be fast. Okay, see, he's got enough to share for the whole family now.
1: (laughs) Okay, so
0: this is, and the good thing about, I think the good thing about being fruitful is, like, there's lots of fruit, so there's, like, another, um, but, you know, what, um, what kind of fruit, what is going to be the outcome of 2017 in your life? Um... I think that's the question when the year begins and we're hopeful for the year, when we look ahead at, at the year, most of us think, hey, I wonder what the year will produce. I wonder what, what's going to happen to us, from us, this year. Um, if you look at fruit, you know, a lot goes into making a fruit, right? There's like, it doesn't just grow on trees. Like, a lot goes into making a fruit. There, there is um, nutri- nutrients that have to go into the ground, it has to have the right weather, you need sun, you need rain. There was this whole, there was that time in Australia where all of our, um, was it banana crops, right? Yeah, all our banana crops were just wiped out um, because of a storm. And so, in order to create really good fruit, Wow you got to think, there's a lot of time and effort that has gone in. In in some cases, and I know in the case of any fruit that grows in our house, (laughs) which, which, by the way, is zero, you know, it's often easier to kill the fruit and kill the tree than it is to grow really good fruit. You know, gardeners have to then prune um, branches, you've got to, I don't know. Go to Bunnings and buy like proper organic, nutritious fertilizer for your fruit. Um, we good? Just let me know if I should be swapping. We are in testing mode. Um, so it's no surprise to us that when we begin two thousand and seventeen a whole bunch of us who are wishing, wanting good fruit or good result for 2017, we sit down and we go, hey, what can I do this year that will produce good fruit, right? We, um, and if I could translate it, what it means is we're hoping that something good comes out of 2017. We're hoping that something good comes out of our life this year, right? And so we begin... And we go, I think in order to create something good in our life, to bear this really good fruit, maybe I need to be a bit more fit. Maybe I need to eat healthier and put some good nutrition in. Maybe I need to go to church more. Maybe I need to um, you know, be a little bit more productive, a bit less time on Facebook or, or, or something like that. And we sit down and we do Especially in Christian circles, I think, because you want to produce good fruit, right? Especially in Christian circles, we come up at the beginning of the year with some kind of version of try harder, be better, produce better fruit, if we're really honest, right? Some, our New Year's resolutions, I will be a better husband, I'm going to be a better dad, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to... I'm just going to try out my grades. I would not that great last year, but I will, I will do better this year. I won't slack off. I will, I will not. These vices, I'm going to reduce these vices. And I'm going to be like Jesus. But in my own strength, I'm going to resolve to do this. You know, when um, a lot of research actually... Uh, I don't know if you've been reading a lot of articles coming uh, you know, into the new year, but a lot of articles and a lot of research pops up at the end of the year about how do we handle New Year's resolutions. A lot of things come up. Articles, books get published. And one way of tackling the new year, of try harder to be better, produce better fruit, um, has been in the pursuit of productivity. The, the how can we, you know, free up our time more. So I've got more time to pray, to be with other people, to have more leisure. How do I do it by, you know, just getting things done a little bit more efficiently? Or how do I do it so that, you know, um, I'm a little bit more focused? How do we get the max? And so... In our world history, we have seen organizations, countries, institutions, families, inventors, scientists come up with ways to help us free our time so that we can or produce better things or create more efficient products. And and there is this move towards us Being able to create a better fruit. Cheaper, faster, more healthy, more yellow, bigger. Like, these are huge. Um, In fact, uh, there's a study that was done in 1980 uh, by a historian um, called um, Ruth Cohen. And she looked at the um, Industrial Revolution. Which, so, like, I know we're in 2017 now, and I'm going quite a fair ways back, but this pursuit of better, harder, faster, easier, I think, for many of us in recent history, began with the Industrial Revolution and, and the prospect of great inventions like the washing machine or the, you know, or the the... the the devices or the faster car or the aeroplane that could or the train that could get us from one location to another faster and the hope of things like the washing machine was that you wouldn't have to spend your time doing tedious type things, grinding, grinding away at level after level just to get on in life right and and in 1983 actually there was this article written reviewing how that went Um, the Guardian actually uh, published something just a few days ago and it said this instead so the, the industrial revolution didn't bring about the fruit that we thought it would bring about instead as the efficiency of housework increased so did the standards of cleanliness and domestic order that society came to expect. And now the living carpet, living room carpet that could be kept perfectly clean, now that you could do it, it had to be clean. And now that clothes never needed to be grubby, grubbiness was just taboo. So you've gotta wash all these clothes, and these days you can answer work emails in bed at midnight. So should that message that you got at 5.30 when you're on your way home, like anybody goes home at 5.30. <laughs> you know, so that, that, that message you got at 5.30, should it really wait until next morning for a reply? I, we have seen in our lifetime the world play out the scenario of can we do more, try harder, be better, and produce better fruit? And it has led us to much more activity, much more flurry, way more stress. If you poll um, this current generation, stress levels are at all-time high because you're always switched on. Uh, I just think of my own self and... You know, I'm huge. I love productivity. Don't get me wrong. I'm not here knocking, being a a good steward of your time, right? But what happens when you inbox zero and you reply, you triage your emails really quick, so, you know, my inbox is at zero, right, Um, is actually you generate more emails. and Or you tend to be then the first person to respond to a whole bunch of stuff while everybody is sort of not responding, you're responding to it. You get the reply, then you have to do the next reply, and then you do the next reply. And on and on it goes. And it becomes, if you let it, it becomes the cycle because the standards keep shifting. The standards keep changing. If you don't manage that, it sucks up all kinds of things. And I don't, I'm not even sure if it leads to that much better fruit. Like nowadays, I, I rem- I'm old enough now. I just had my birthday. You know, I'm old enough to remember, you know, when we would organize a meeting with friends. Like literally it would take five minutes. Hey, let's meet at the Maccas uh, on, on Sunday after church. There was no way for you to contact your friends after that one meeting, right? Because nobody's walking around with their mobile phone, right? And so you were either there at lunchtime at Maccas after church, or you were not. But now, in our age of amazing efficiency, where we can send a message from one person to another, it's actually routed around the world in a split second, and it gets to people, Now it takes a hundred messages to meet at McDonald's after lunch at church. And you may end up not even meeting at McDonald's because some people would prefer some other place. So you're like, on your way to McDonald's, are we really there? We're going, oh no, we've decided to change, five people have dropped out, I can't reach so-and-so, and then here we go, on and on and on, and you're busy, you're in the service, and oh no, lunch is coming up, quick, we better resolve it so you're all texting while, you know, you're in the service, and quick, 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 quick. it's good, ending, Pastor Chris is on his last slide, somebody's saying he never has a last slide, it's still going to go, and oh my goodness. We're so efficient. We're getting so much stuff done. There's so many emails going around. But you've got to wonder, what, that's why I like the question of fruit. I like that question because you've got to ask yourself, we just had a year finish, right? At the end of it, what was produced? What is the fruit that comes out of all of the activity that... Um, that we do because sometimes all of this food and fruit production just leaves us weary, bound to work. Um, we're bound to our own standards or we're bound to other people's standards of cleanliness and productivity and expectations, right? That's why I like the passage that we're looking at today. The beginning of this verse, start, uh, of this chapter, starts like this in Galatians five one, it goes, for freedom. Mm. Oh my goodness, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. What? What's Paul talking about here? Well, in the previous verses. I was talking about the law and this whole economy, I guess, of if you follow the rules and you do them really well, then you'll get good fruit. (laughs) This whole thing of uh, you've got to really uh, conform to the way the whole world kind of works. And Galatians 5, I think, smashes that straight on and this is going to sound really crazy just for about 5 minutes and then and then you'll be fine okay but here we go galatians 13 then goes for you were called to freedom brothers like i wanted you to think does it sound like freedom when at night you know like we were up watching the channel 7 melbourne countdown right and one of the ladies at the end like, what's your new year's resolution and she goes to not put my iphone next to me on the bed <laughs> <laughs> you know why because so many people christian not christian go to church they're bound by the device okay you're bound like, you're so much so that like, your resolution is like ah, just give me some space okay you are called to freedom, brothers. Just don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. And then it gets to Galatians five sixteen, All right? And so um, I'm just working my way through Galatians 5. If you want to read it later, you can. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Walk by... By the Spirit. Here's the big idea for our series in 2017. We're going to be talking seven weeks on this one topic. All right? Big idea for, um, you know, somebody said as well at the, that Channel 7 thing, like they interviewed somebody, what is your first profound thought for 2017? are like, yes, what a great opportunity. Uh... Happy New Year. Here's a good profound thought. You are not the producer of good fruit. Okay? Here's the thing. You could. That's doable. You could be the producer of good fruit. You could be a slave to the good fruit production company. You definitely could. But that is not the intent that's not God's plan for us. Because as you will see later on, uh, as once Jesus leaves, he actually gives us a helper. And we, when we get into our, our verse for this series, which is about the fruit of the Spirit, you're going to discover that it is the Spirit that produces that fruit. And you know how I like kind of started with, it takes a really a lot of effort for us to produce fruit it actually doesn't take a lot of effort for the tree itself to produce because it's natural the, the, the Holy Spirit himself who is God who is a person himself produces good fruit is good fruit and so a good way to think about the fruit of the spirit a good kind of Analogy, I think Is That Instead of thinking We are the tree And Is good fruit Going to come out of it Or is bad fruit Going to come out of our tree And what kind of fruit Are we going to generate In our tree Depends on what kind of nutrients A good way to think about The whole fruit of the spirit passage Is We're like Adam and Eve And we're in a garden And God is saying, pick fruit from a good tree. Walk with the Spirit, because the Spirit produces good fruit. Go be led by the Spirit, because the Spirit produces good fruit. Right? That, and we're going to play this out. We're going to play this out over the next seven weeks because it's so crucial. So you ask the question, um, what do you mean? Does that mean that we do nothing and the Holy Spirit does everything? Are we saying that because we inherently don't create good fruit. I mean we could, but it takes a lot of effort. Does the Holy Spirit create How, then what do we do? And so I know I might rock a lot of boats with this answer, but the actual answer is, yes, we do nothing and the Holy Spirit does everything that matters now I'm going to spend the rest of 20 minutes explaining that but you have to grasp this at a very basic level because if you begin 2017 if we begin our Christian walk much like how classic traditional church would teach us it becomes just an exercise of how do we get good behavior out of you How do we become better people and and, and better fruit producers? When we realize, just as Jesus would say, that that we are to abide in him and we ourselves cannot produce anything except unless we're connected to the vine. Unless we can actually really grasp that the author of really good fruit is from God, we're going to try. To produce the fruit ourselves. Now, does that mean that we do absolutely nothing? No way. It means that we, we can do nothing that's really significant and important. Because the actual producing of fruit, that's done by the Holy Spirit. But what are we then called to do? What, is the, what are the instructions? What is What is... What are the instructions in Galatians 5? And I've been reading this. I've been translating uh, Galatians 5. The key words, there's one in verse 18. There's one in verse 1. Our our job is to follow, to walk, to live. It says walk by the Spirit. The the Bible uses the word walk. Um, The Greek word actually that we translate walk is best sort of translated as um, as you go about living your life Alright So go about living your life You know as you walk about As you go on with your day Do it by the spirit Alright That's what uh, is called in here So let's read I know it's taking me a while to get to the key passages But let's read Galatians 5 22 to 23 And it says this So think about it this way The Spirit produces this, but the fruit of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit naturally brings out this. But the fruit of the Spirit is, you see. It's not the fruit of our hard work. It's not the fruit of our talent. It's not the fruit of our abilities. It's the fruit of the Spirit. And our role is to follow To walk in, be led by, to live in the Holy Spirit. And so, and then, and the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. I want you to think about those words like that kind of a fruit. That's not the fruit of a hundred emails answered. That's not the fruit of I've just acquired five companies and I bought a property down the like this type of fruit affects you as a person. If if you have that fruit, you share it with other people. It's good fruit. And that's why it ends with against such things there's no law i want you to think about this that if if this is the kind of fruit that's coming out of the year for you and it's become a year where there is more love there's more joy there's more peace you're growing in patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control that is good fruit But so often, so often, we jump the gun. We go, but the fruit of our hard work, but the fruit of our ability, the fruit of my upbringing is. I know this is a little bit difficult to sort of grasp. Um... Because we very naturally go into the mechanics of what it is to live out a Christian life. So I'm going to paint you two pictures of what it's like to walk by the Spirit. And it's my hope that as we begin this year, that you'll get this key, that it'll actually transform your life, that it'll lead you more into freedom, the freedom that that Galatians 5 promises and talks about. And, and it won't be a year of slavery to law and, and the, the slavery of just doing things. So here's picture number one. Picture number one looks like this. No Holy Spirit. So close your eyes. Just imagine. It's a new day. You wake up. So immediately you check your phone, right? Right? You see who's posted things, what's happening on Facebook, you, you, you check whatever, Instagram, right? Then you get out of bed eventually after you snooze the alarm clock, you know, 10 times and you eat your breakfast. While you're eating your breakfast, you're reading the newspaper or, you know, electronically or whatever it is because you need to catch up with what's happening in the world today. Then as you're finishing your breakfast, you're already, maybe you're late for work. Or you're late for school, you know, your mom saying, hurry up, hurry up, get to school, get to your bags, everything, okay, great. And so now you're traveling to school, and you're heading off to work or school, and so you decide, oh, I need to play some games. And so you're sitting in the train, and you play some games. Or maybe uh, you're reading, or you're watching some YouTube videos to catch up, you know, on that, uh, I don't know, makeup Tutorial that you missed yesterday, whatever it is. Okay, great. And you get to um, you get to work. You chat with your friends. Hey, how was your weekend? Well, what did you do for New Year? What's that friend that you chit chat? And then you get into your onto your desk and you see your inbox of all the things that have happened. You know, like Kingswood flooded over the uh, the break in the piano room. There just like the ceilings crashed down as water's gone. All right. Oh my goodness. When these guys get back to work on, on uh, tomorrow, I know what's on their inbox, all right? You know, and so great, tackle all of the things that come on. Uh, do this, do this, do that. And then you're into meetings, meeting, 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 and then off to another meeting, meeting, right? <laughs> then, then your uh, projects, oh, let's cover the projects. I've got five projects going on at once. So, you know, right now I'll do this project and then I'll go into another meeting with another project and then it's lunch. Right? Now, if you're like me, most of my working life at PwC, I had one lunch. Large Big Mac meal. And I would walk down, and the guy at Maccas already knew my order. So I'd be like, hey, and get my Maccas. And by the time I'm back at my desk, I finished it. (laughs) All right? Finished it. And so... You're, you've got your lunch, or maybe you're catching up with people, you know, chit-chat, chit-chat, then more work, uh, more school, maybe you stay back after school, maybe there's extracurricular activities that you then have to get to, then you get home, oh, you're a bit tired, but you can't rest yet because there's dinner, you know, and there's other things to do, you're gonna get, and so you're, you get, and then finally, you get to the end of your day. What a productive day. And you're like, I'm gonna downtime, switch on the TV. That's what I need. One episode, two episodes, three episodes, whatever it is. Play a game, one level, two levels, three levels. Or some people they message. You know, like WhatsApp like lights up at like 10, 11 o'clock. Right? And then, oh now I'm so tired. Oh, the whole day. has been so productive. So many WhatsApp messages, so many emails, projects, bunch of meetings. I'm just gonna sleep. I, I'm just gonna sleep. The next day begins. All right. There is a mental picture of no Holy Spirit and the life of us producing good fruit. Now, picture number two. Holy Spirit led. Now we're gonna spend seven weeks painting this picture because something has happened. Since I grew up in church, we now live in a generation, and I don't know how familiar picture number one was, but we interact a lot. I mean, we all know each other quite well. Something's happened from the days when I grew up where we used to have, do devotion every day. Families would get together, and pray together and do family devotions where we would not miss a Sunday at church, where God would be part of the whole equation. Now, a lot of us talk about it, but in actual life, it's not filled with the Holy Spirit. There are no spaces. I don't know if you um, realize that in picture number one, there was really no space for the Holy Spirit to interact with that person's life. There was no space for the Holy Spirit to lead Or that person was not walking. I mean, was that a picture of walking in the Spirit? I think, and which is why we're spending seven weeks on this. It's not, how do you produce more love in your life? How do you produce more gentleness, be more gentle in your life? How do you be more kind? It's not. We're asking the question, how do you let the Holy Spirit bring that out? How does the Holy Spirit bring out gentleness in you? And so here's this picture. Maybe you wake up in the morning. And now you're like, I'm going to put on my belt of truth. Right? My morning begins with Pastor Roland. <laughs> you know, like, but it's like the belt of truth. I'm going to welcome the Holy Spirit. So the first thing you do in the morning Maybe. I'm not saying like you have to. It's not, we're not talking about legalistic rules or anything. I'm just giving you examples of what it's like to walk, live in the spirit. Walk every day in the spirit. Be filled your whole life, your whole day, filled with the spirit. Not filled with WhatsApp messages, right? Like filled with the spirit. So you wake up and you go, oh, right, over breakfast, I'm going to read the scripture. I'm going to play some praise and worship music. I'm going to really encounter. And, and go, Holy Spirit, where, where am I going today? What am I doing today? What? What are you saying today? Where, what are you saying to me? And I love, like I start my mornings reading the Bible because I can't come up with my own ideas. So I love how the Holy Spirit brings out just seemingly random new things that could speak into my life. And so there's a space, right? You wake up, oh, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? Then you go through your day, but now you're attuned to the Holy Spirit. It's like a fish in water, surrounded by water. If you're filled with the Spirit, you're like, oh, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? I had somebody come up to me over the break. Uh, We were sharing over Christmas, you know, uh, testimonies for the Year, and, and this one person said, I was prompted to pray for my friend, but I didn't. But I didn't. I so regretted it, I called him up the next day and I prayed for him. But those are the kinds of things that actually a Christian does when the Christian follows the Spirit, is led by the Spirit. And so you're not, you're not creating it, the Holy Spirit's prompting you. You're listening to that small, still voice of the Holy Spirit that points you towards God, that points you towards, and you're going, hey, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? What is happening? What do you want me to do? And then as you are led by the Spirit, it ends up producing that kind of fruit. And so you are allocating mental space, emotional space, um, time, blocks of time. Uh, is this still on? Yep. Yeah. All right, good. Blocks of time um, to the Holy Spirit. You're choosing to eat out of the Holy Spirit tree. So when you begin your day, it's like Adam and Eve walking into the garden. You're like, "Oh, wow, there are a lot of trees here. I'll pick the one I know produces good fruit." And so all of that hard work that goes into the producing of the fruit, all that that's, that's the tree. That's the you're just choosing from the tree that produces the fruit of the spirit. Now, That might sound really simple in idea, but we're going to take seven weeks to break that down in each of these individual areas of the fruit of the Spirit. We're hoping that this series doesn't become just a cliched fruit of the Spirit series where we just say, have more goodness, be more gentle. Hey, come on, be a bit kinder. But it actually will try to unpack for us how do we, and I'm hoping that today, um, you know, I I gave you a little bit of an insight to that. But how do we invite the Holy Spirit into our lives, into 2017, so that we are more and more led by the Spirit? How do we walk by the Spirit? So why are we spending seven weeks on this? Well, one, we don't want to confuse the Holy Spirit with works. We're spending a lot of time on this because it is so easy. I'll tell you, even as a parent, it is the easiest thing for me to take over the role of the Holy Spirit for my kids. So instead of teaching them to be led by the Holy Spirit, to hear the voice and the conviction of God who leads them to cultivate that relationship with the Holy Spirit himself, we, so much easier, I'm the voice. Forget it. I'm dad. Just listen to me. Just do it, do it. It'll produce good fruit, do it. <laughs> and off we go. Because we confuse the Holy Spirit with works. You see how that, it's so easy to just slip into that. You know, somebody asked me um, over the break, so I've been having a lot of uh, meals and lunches and things and people catching up. But, but somebody asked me, Pastor Chris, tell me again, Because I know the church keeps saying it, but tell me again, why is it important to have a Christian girlfriend? Why is it? Explain it to me again. I I didn't. Why is it so good? Because you're always saying it's great to have a Christian wife, and amongst other things, the top thing is your Christian, your real Christian partner is led by the Spirit. That means, when you have run out of all of your tricks, when all of your excuses, and all of your, oh, I bought you flowers, and whatever, when everything fails, and you cannot get through, the Holy Spirit can. Alright? And that alone is worth its weight in gold. That's why you want to find a partner who follows after God, who walks with the Spirit, because that brings out good fruit. But it's so easy for us to confuse Holy Spirit with works. Why else are we spending seven weeks on this? Because we don't want you to be led by the wrong Spirit. So we have to spend a lot of time talking, talk, 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 because in church world... There's a bunch of things that go on, and you might think it's the Holy Spirit, but it's not the Holy Spirit. It's just you making your children come to church to sit down in the seat so the auntie doesn't complain. <laughs> That's not the right spirit. <laughs> That's not the right spirit. There, we need to spend a fair bit of time unpacking this because we want to be led by the right Spirit. So what is the Holy Spirit? Who, what's the characteristic of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit points us towards God. What is the fruit that the Holy Spirit brings out? How do you know it's the Holy Spirit? Well, one way to know it's the Holy Spirit is what is it doing in your life? What's he doing in your life? What is the fruit of that like? Right? And so we're going to spend some time on that. Like, I, I'm really hopeful that you'll stay on for this series. Why else are we doing it? And this, I think, is the main reason why we're kicking off the whole year with this. It's our anchor verse for the entire year. We believe that the Holy Spirit is the key to a victorious Christian life that Jesus promised for us. Let's read Acts one to eight as we end the service, as we begin 2017 with our anchor verse for the year. Hopefully, you you get ahead of the curve and memorize it, but. Um, Acts 1.8. Jesus has finished his ministry. He's amazing, great, power, and Acts, and 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 people are talking about him. He has now risen from the dead, buzzes everywhere. The book of Acts is beginning. You know, it's talking about the birth of the church as it spreads around the world and it's about to change history as we know it. And Jesus leaves and he says, Hey, hey, hey don't do anything. Seriously. Don't answer that email. Don't go, just just wait. Wait, wait, pause, stop. Until you receive the Holy Spirit. And he says, then you'll receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will then be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. See, this year we're focused on evangelism, but I'm really hoping we don't do evangelism in our own strength. I really hope evangelism doesn't take the shape of a really cool graphic or video that we we put up, or that evangelism doesn't take the shape of just our own be-a-good-person Christianity, I really hope evangelism is just us being witnesses, a testimony, a living testimony of the Holy Spirit alive in our lives and the kind of fruit that it bears would be good fruit against which there is no law. Who's going to argue with you when you've become a more gentle, kind, patient person? Who's got a problem with that? And that is why we need the Holy Spirit. So we're gonna ask, how does the Holy Spirit bring out? And then we're gonna go through each of those fruit. 2017, I don't know what your resolution is, I don't know what your goal is for 2017, but well, I'm hoping that somewhere in the whole equation is welcome the Holy Spirit. Because, you know, we don't have Jesus physical Jesus with us today he left he actually promised us God with us now here as the Holy Spirit so a life with no space for the Holy Spirit is a life with no space for God that's the big idea Alright, so we're going to end our first service. We're going to sing, God is good. Amen. You know, God is good. Um, and I'm hoping that as you sing it, it will call you back to God. It, would, it will help you to think. You know, you've given up your first day of the year. You put God first. You're here in the service. I really hope that as we sing this song, the Holy Spirit would call to you. I'm good. I'm good. Good fruit. Is going to come out of you sacrificing that Facebook time and putting in some Holy Spirit time. Good things are gonna come out of you making a little bit of space for a good God. Father, I want to thank you for 2017, this year that you have blessed us with. It's a, it's a year where all kinds of things are gonna get grown a lot of choices are going to get made this year and I pray for every single person here I pray for the whole household of faith all our church that you would help us to choose the Holy Spirit to walk by the Spirit to be led by the Spirit to live filled with the Spirit in Jesus name we pray Amen, Amen. okay thanks Pastor Chris that